welcome to My Stupid Podcast, a John Mayer podcast. My name is Angelo Gonzalez. I am Jeff Widman, y'all. And we are two uh, John Mayer fans who both happen to be from Texas, and uh, that's yeah. from that's I guess that's uh, apparent from the y'all from yeah from that's, Jeff. <laughs> that's it's a signature yeah, greeting the Gosh, signature greeting it, it, and I can't, um, I can't let that catch on, dude. It's not going to be a thing. Yeah, well, it might be. You never know. You never <laughs> Accidentally. know. Accidentally, but uh, we are uh, two John Mayer fans who decided to start a John Mayer podcast. Jeff has um, has another John Mayer podcast that he ran a couple years ago, and it's still out there, so you can check that out. But um, it's called uh, Bigger Than My Podcast. But this is my stupid podcast started twenty twenty here, and we are. This is episode five, and we are taking a detour in our episodes. The last few episodes have been. Uh, just kind of reviews and deep dives into uh, John Mayer's albums. But today we are going to be discussing our top 10 deep cuts. And uh, we'll get to what that means and kind of the parameters around that uh, in a little bit. But um, I just wanted to um, uh, get some of this uh, other stuff out of the way before we jump into the episode. Um, if you have any feedback, if you uh, want to email us at any point, you could do that. We have an email. It's mystupidpodcastshow at gmail.com. Uh, we love getting those emails. I've responded to a bunch of emails. It's really encouraging to get them uh, and read those and just read your thoughts and feedback on everything. So, yes, reach out to us. Uh, we, we read every one of those. Uh, reach out to us on Instagram, uh, My Stupid Podcast on Instagram, and on Twitter, My Stupid Cast. Go follow us on the socials. You know how to find us out there. Uh, if you're listening on um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever, Overcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and a review. Uh, Jeff, we have 17 five-star ratings. Wow. Right I'm sorry. Listen. 16. No, one wow. less person. Wow. And they're all five stars. Oh, well, then I care less now. Yeah, I care I know. one less review. <laughs> uh, no, um, uh, no, everyone was a five star review. So it's five out of five. Oh, no, so four, three, two, or one. 16 five star reviews. And we have three, uh, three actual reviews, like written out. So uh, I'm sorry, four. So, uh, yeah, we'd That's love really for you cool. to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah, you can go on there and look at that. It's on Apple Podcasts. Um, I haven't checked out some of the other platforms, if you can even leave reviews or, or anything like that. I have that, no but, idea myself but, that Apple's a way to go for me. Yeah, but wh- wherever you listen, subscribe, follow, whatever you do to make sure you know when new episodes come up. We're not we're not super, super regular. Uh, we're trying to do every week or every other week um, here, but we will be semi-regular. I mean, it's not, it's not going to be every Wednesday or every Monday or something. So you want to subscribe and follow so that you get the update when it comes out. Right. Because um, we're two so, regular dudes, regular right. jobs and responsibilities that's outside right. of that. And, that's uh, right. We get together when we can, basically. That's exactly right. And we we yeah. plan it out and stuff, but, you know, it, again, this isn't um, the first few we tried to do every week. And especially with those, that was a lot of work because there was a lot of research and stuff that had to yeah, go into you did. One. You did so much research. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I showed up. That's right. Hey, man, but you have you have a lot of insight also. So, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I did a lot of homework on those other ones. This one is not as much. Um, this one's going to be fun because I'm really yeah, excited. Yeah, I just have my list and, uh, you know, that's it. So, um, we do have, uh, so we, we do have a lot of emails. I, we like to try and read them on the show. So, I'm going to do that now. Um, we're going to uh, come on over to the email area and, and read some. And I have a few. And then... The way this episode is going to work is we're going to read some emails. Uh, we're going to go through our top 10 deep cuts, and then we will read 
um, those of you who sent in deep cuts to our email, uh, we're going to read those. There's still time to do that. If you want to do that, we'll, we'll maybe hit them on the next episode. So if you're listening, you're like, oh man, I didn't get my top 10 in. I want to go, go email those email us and we'll read them on the next show. If you, if you commented like on one of our, uh, Facebook or Instagram posts, um, those don't count <laughs> for this one. So if you commented on there, here's mine. Uh, you got to email them to us. All right. Cause that's going to be the way we're going to be, um, soliciting feedback for at least for this, for this episode. So let me that's read fair, it. Cause yeah. Facebook is a lot. Yeah. There, um, there's well, and groups. yeah. And you know, it's just, let's, let's get into the email because we don't want to be checking, you know, 10 different things to try and get feedback. We'll, we'll do the email unless we specifically at some point, do you know we'll tell you oh we're gonna read comments on the show this is not the case for this one so we have a couple of emails i wanted to read um concerning our last uh episode continuum which was a deep dive into continuum i really enjoyed that one jeff i think uh, a lot of a lot of people enjoyed it by the way we're um according to the analytics we're like at uh 15 about 1500 downloads that's awesome so for the first four episodes about 1500 total so yeah so it looks like it's a uh, catching on here all right this one is from matthew chappelle he's emailed us before he's been real um uh uh i guess engaging yeah he's been real engaging with the show so i'm gonna read his uh his email here he said angelo and jeff really enjoyed episode three figured i'd go ahead and share some thoughts on continuum with you guys as well without a doubt continuum is my favorite of mayor's records I actually wrote a paper on the album in college for English class that I'm sure I still have somewhere in my old MacBook. I'm going to going to I'm going to find this week and send to you guys if you'd like to check it out. Let me start by saying there's not a single weak song on Continuum. This is John Mayer's Piece de Resistance. Um I guess that's how you pronounce that. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, was very dramatic. I'd be upset if that's yeah. not how you pronounce it. Um I agree with that. I think there's not a single weak song on the album with Maybe in repair could be, in my opinion, but it's not really that even that weak. There's just, it's just, I think the idea that I got from the last episode, even thinking about in repair, there's just so many strong songs on that album that it had, like every song has to, if that was on a different album, it might be a lot stronger, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, does that, I mean, it's just overshadowed. Help me understand your perspective. Yeah, yeah it's I still, just, I still really like that song. It's just overshadowed by gravity and stuff. You know, I mean, just like, there's yeah. so many awesome songs that it's just overshadowed. It's easy for it to get lost, in my opinion. All right, so he continues. This is when he really got off to, sh- got to show off his guitar skills on a studio album. It's probably why he keeps more continuum songs in his rotation than any other album aside from his most recent. Uh, I'd probably agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, bold is love for starters who says you know what I'm gonna put a Hendrix song on this record and see what people think and totally crush it not many people can mimic Hendrix fluently but he did and by far a second best cover in my opinion other than I'm on fire uh, do you like I'm on fire yeah it's good I, I yeah. mean I'm not a Bruce Springsteen guy so um, that was like my first intro to that song and to him in general other than his hits and uh, yeah that's that's a really good cover yeah I think so too he continues, the entire mood of Continuum is unlike any other on any of his albums. So much truth and stop this train waiting on the world to change. So much pain and gravity and then a sense of recovery and in repair. Heart of Life's chorus was my senior quote. Lyrical content is my favorite in this album and I won't say it's his best lyrical content. This is probably my favorite strictly from a musical sense. 
The composition of the songs and the way he performs these songs live is on a whole nother level than any other album. He seems, in my opinion, to play these songs more comfortably live. Not sure if it's just the familiarity with them or he cares more about these than any of his other writings to this day. He knows that he knows that this is many of his fans' favorites as he played it front to back on a few of his tour dates in the second set this past tour. Did you see that? I did, yeah. It was like so like big arenas like MSG, I think. Yeah, so like whenever he had two nights mm-hmm. at a place, he would like I think both of those It was like in LA and New York, I think. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. had two nights, so one of them he played continuum back to back, which is pretty mm. stinking cool. Yeah. Um so jealous. Yeah. Favorite song on this album is probably Belief at this moment. There you go, Jeff. There I you think. go. Validation. No, as if people think that's a bad <laughs> I know, people love right. that song. Yeah. Least favorite. <laughs> he says <laughs> he says least favorite. I don't think there is one, but gun to my head, I'd say I don't trust myself. Side note, Jeff, I really enjoyed your single. Oh, cool. Thanks for listening. Yeah, keep up the good work. I'd love to hear more stuff. I am also a hater of Do You Know Me. <laughs> so, <laughs> man, you got a kindred spirit awesome. right there, Jeff. Yes. Uh, take now care. Best friends. <laughs> take care. I love what you guys are doing. Excited to hear about battle studies and your thoughts on that. Well, we might not get to battle studies for a little bit. So, um, yeah, we'll see. All right. Second email from Yvonne. Who's my sister? Again, she may she may be sending in a lot of emails. She said, "Did you know that John played a cameo in CSI Las Vegas and played Waiting on the World to Change?" It was I in two thousand six. So I remember this happening, and I went back and looked it up. And I totally forgot. I mean, I, I probably knew it at the time. Yeah. So so I, you can go on YouTube and check it out. Um, and it's it's Waiting on the World to Change, and then he's like in a club. So the, the way it's set up, basically, I don't. I never. I was not a CSI person, so I never watched CSI. But I remember seeing this was going to happen, and it's like there a scene where the characters are like in a club, and somebody's on stage. It's like a small club. And um, somebody's on stage and they say, tomorrow night, John Mayer is going to play or this, no, it was like tomorrow night, this guy's going to play in front of 20,000 people. But tonight you're going to get to hear him here for like the secret show or something like that. And it's like, here's John Mayer. And everybody starts clapping. And they're like, and the characters are like, oh, like they're pleasantly surprised to see John Mayer up on stage. And he starts playing Waiting on the World to Change. And then like, there's like some montages of other stuff happening while he's playing. And then he goes into slow dancing. Also, like oh, as wow. a second song, and I don't think this it finishes. Doesn't fit at all. What it's is so? It's so weird. It's weird synergy. It's That's the weirdest a, synergy. I've ever heard. So yeah. So I don't know if they were like. How does something like that? I get how something like oh, we're gonna place a song in a like strategically place a song in a show, right? Like, pe- like yeah. producers and managers are probably pitching to you know, like like we talked about on the fir- uh, on the Room for Squares episode where. Greg Latterman pitched um, How to Save a Life by the Fray for Grey's Anatomy, right? But how does that turn into, hey, does John, like, (laughs) do you want John to make a cameo in his band? And it's his band. Like, there's, like, JJ there and David Ryan Harris is there. (laughs) They're all there. Like, they're, and he just, and he plays the song. And it's it's a weird, if you go look at it, it's like a weird version of the song. Like, there's, it's like they did some. They had to do some strategic cuts, so it doesn't play the way like it's ever been played. Like it's like things are moved around a little bit as far as like the solo and the bridge and stuff. So I guess maybe they're you know the editors were were doing stuff. But um, anyway, it's I thought you know go check it out if y'all don't remember that it's, it's on YouTube. You can go check that out. She also says um, also thinking about the last episode and discussion of clarity. 
So much sacred in the month of June. Could that have some reference to the fact that everyone gets married in June? Um, and marriage is sacred. I don't know. Just a thought. Maybe it doesn't make sense. <laughs> that's possible. I thought. I think he was just trying to rhyme. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, I, I that's very. No that's, a, that's a possibility. That's I, thought, I, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, who knows? Um, I not, could buy that. Yeah. I could buy that. So she says, still loving the podcast, and and that's how she ended the email. So thank you for that email. Um, go check out CSI Las Vegas John Mayer cameo two six. It's pretty funny. Um, and he's very. I mean, he's continuum continuumed out like his hair is like the long kind of the long yeah the a long little bit hair long. from the album yeah. yeah all right uh third email from jack this is jack simmons jack. he uh he says first of all i'm absolutely loving this podcast it's great to hear a couple of real jm fans explore the depths of his music um i'm 27 from the uk found your podcast in the john mayer knows best group shout out there if you're not if you're listening yeah. and not part of that group you should go join that group um, I only started listening a few days ago, but I'm catching up with what I've missed so far. Being from the UK, it's difficult to have the level of conversations you guys have as John Mayer fans are a lot less common here than in the U S I would suggest, uh, your podcast. So your, so your podcast is a wonderful listen. I would have never thought about that. Is he more popular here than other places? Uh, no idea. No, no idea. I, I mean, I, I really, apparently he, that's just from his he anecdote. He does world he's tours that. on yeah. purpose. So I yeah. assume he has um, fans elsewhere. I assume uh, he has fans, but yeah, maybe he just is bigger here. I guess she, he says, uh, here, I just wanted to share a few of my personal opinions and experiences. Been listening to John Mayer since I was around the age of 14. First song I heard was daughters from there. I went back to discover more of his songs. But from the memory, from memory, the one that really got me hooked was Why Georgia. I was taking guitar lessons at school at the time, and his playing in this, in this just had me gripped, and I really wanted to learn it. Little did I know at the time, it was one of his more simpler songs. Uh, yeah, definitely. Fast forward a few years, my first show was at Wembley Arena in 2010 during the Battle Studies tour. Looking back now, hearing him play Assassin, a song that he's now fallen out of love with, and a solo version of Who Do You Think I Was was amazing. That would be oh, cool. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, he he goes on to continue. He's managed to convert his partner into a fan. Uh, they they've gone to six more shows, and he keeps a log of the set lists um, that he hears each time. And he talks about one of his absolute favorite songs is Three by Five, and um, and he talks about how you know he should he started that on the eighth fret, and he kind of knew you know it's like those of us who are in the know know, Oh, that eighth fret capo is going to be, mm -hmm. uh, probably going to be a uh, three by five. So, uh, he says that in response to your first episode, favorite songs, three by five lyrics resonate with me and playing on it is brilliant. My favorite current album is born and raised. I can't wait to hear your take on this. That's going to be a fun one to tackle. Yeah. That's uh, that's a heavy out. Al that's his heaviest album. Yeah. I think heavier than the one that's has the word heavier in it. <laughs> Yes, there you which go. is crazy to yeah. think of, but it really is. He said, personal. <laughs> he says, "I'm not listening to the continuum episode yet, so that's next up for me. An album w full of would-be hits if they were all released as singles, but I have a lot of love for In Repair. Man, look at that. I may be. In, that. I may be in the minority in that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, um, anyway, he says I've rambled on. He wrote a whole lot here, and it was it was really good. I mean, he was just talking about his his story and how he got into John and how much." He loves it, and um, he said he'll. He's rambled on long enough, but I'm sure I'll be in contact after another uh, episode. Keep up the great work. I've always classified myself as a super fan, but I've learned so much in such a short space of time from you guys. That's crazy Jack. that we 
could provide that. We just we're just fans, man. We we're really just like are, these people emailing in. I don't. Um, yeah, I don't feel like I'm a super. I mean, I feel like I'm a super fan, but I don't. I feel like mm-hmm. there's so many more people who know so much more than me. Than yeah, I do. yeah, absolutely. And there are. So yeah. anyway, uh, P.S. He says, I think a Facebook group for the podcast is needed. Listeners can discuss topics with like-minded people after each episode, et cetera. Just a thought. It's true. Um, yeah, that's you a, know. That's, I mean, that's a good idea. We like we like John Mayer knows best, but uh, uh, for, for for specific listeners, I guess that would be really cool. Yeah, we may we may think about starting that soon. So and if they want to uh, talk to us or something, yeah, yeah, maybe a few more episodes down the line. Yeah, let's 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 put that on the table. Let's table yeah. that for a little bit. But um, yeah, I think that could be cool. Yeah. All right. Two more emails. These are short ones. Uh, Andrew, who just actually his name's Drew. He signs off as Drew. Hey guys, just started listening to the podcast. Great, great job. Keep up the amazing work. Drew. Love it. Drew. You're Thank a you. small guy. Thanks, Thank Drew. You. Appreciate that. Um, <laughs> we will keep it up. We, we appreciate that. And then finally, Danielle Bruno emailed and said, I, <laughs> this is a, the first line. I love John Mayer so much. Yeah. Yeah. We do too. We like him. We, yeah. we like him. Okay. She says, God, thank you so much for making this. <laughs> You're welcome, Danielle. She says, my JM story is I've loved him since he came out in 1999. You're OG for real. Uh, she says, check this out. I have seen him 42 times in concert. Wow. Met him. Wow. Met him three times. I wear a JM hoodie every day. He is my everything. When people hear JM, they send me screenshots of it and tell me they're thinking of me. I would love to help with you. I would love to help you with you anything you need on the podcast. And I guess she's a graphic designer or something because she put uh, she has that on on the uh, signature of her email. So yeah, man, Danielle, we may hit you up for some for some of that. We'd love uh, we'd love to um, get some of that out there. But yeah, so those are the emails. Um, email us. Thank you so much for emailing. We appreciate all of that. Um, and uh, it's so good to hear that people are enjoying the the podcast and um, that, uh, yeah, that people are enjoying it. And it's fun, right? I mean, we, yeah. we uh, it's just, it blows me away that people like to listen to this. You know, I was like, <laughs> kind of, you know, my mind uh, too. Yeah, Even though you know the fan base is there, et cetera, et cetera. Well, and it's, I it's listen, still kind of yeah. like. Who's going to listen to me talk about it though? Yeah, and I um, and I um I I listen to other podcasts like this, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's it's cool to me that those things mean a lot. Just just let just yeah. for, for me at least, you know, the reviews and all those things. And I don't know for Jeff too. They mean a lot. Uh when people reach out and say just even like Drew was just like, "Hey man, really enjoying it. Thanks thanks for doing it." Um we appreciate those things. So Right. Anyway, Same. email us, uh, mystupidpodcastshow at gmail.com. We'll probably read it on the show. And uh, leave us a positive review. That helps. Um, and uh, write it out. Yeah, if you have some time, if you got you know two minutes, just write something out on those things. Those help get the show uh, discovered, I think, especially on Apple Podcasts. The more people see five stars and reviews, people say, okay, th- I, this may be something worth listening to. All right. Okay. Now to get into the meat of this episode. Oh, boy. And I'm going to make Jeff, I'm going to make Jeff goes first. So um, here were our parameters for the deep cuts. I'm going to go to my trusty Instagram. Yeah, you had a very, very colorful graphic for it, which was, which was very helpful for me too when I cracked the (laughs) (laughs) tool. Top 10 deep cuts. Um, So 
here's here's the rules for so a deep cut what's what in your opinion is a deep cut like just in general jeff what would you oh, say a, a track that's is? not a single yeah you so, know what i mean like that's pretty much it yeah the track that's not a single or the opener yeah because it's not always the opener that's a single but the opener is like the mood setter for the entire album and right that one's the one everybody always kind of knows right uh but but uh the opener and the i guess sometimes the closer it really depends but pretty much the in-between tracks like track nine who makes track nine a single nobody right <laughs> yeah pick no. an album track nine is like a whatever this is a me song this is a song for me hope you like it for, for most for the most part yes um, it's just a weird number is what i'm trying to say um but, <laughs> but oh, that's I, how i define it i totally agree you know i think probably the original sense came from it was deep on the album right so mm -hmm. it uh it was a cut that was deep that just like you said, it's like track eight or track nine mm -hmm. or 10. Like yeah. it wasn't the singles are usually pushed to the front of the album. And a lot of times you get to side B of a, of a record or something. And those are where kind of the deeper cuts are the less known. They didn't catch on as much. They're not played live as much. Um, you know, they're not the casual fans don't typically know them very well, or maybe they've heard them or they just, they don't really know them at all. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, our rules were this for, for the deep cuts where it can't be a single, obviously it can't be a staple at recent live shows. And I gave, I, uh, and I, I say that in a sense, because like I put an example as like edge of desire, edge of desire would technically be a deep cut. Mm -hmm. I would think. Yeah. And, and, and but you don't have people clamoring for it every show anymore yeah. because he plays it so frequently yeah and he, yeah he plays it almost every show and it's it's a it's gonna be a staple probably from now on right like yeah. it's uh, some of these some of these newer songs that were on the search for everything they're gonna disappear from the set list um, not all of them are gonna stick and uh once he starts touring again he's not gonna be touring an album yeah uh, the new album, some of these are going to fall to the wayside and, uh, and then other ones are going to, you know, so eventually some of these will become deep cuts too. I think some of these newer mm -hmm. songs, um, but it can't be a single, it can't be a staple at live recent shows. And it has to be on a studio album or EP, not a live album. So, uh, in your atmosphere, only it's, live, it's only live. live. He only, it's only it's, on it's where not, the light yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, although that, you know, you might you could probably make an argument that that might be a deep cut because it's not well known. It's not a single, mm -hmm. all those things, but we just kind of wanted to keep it. Let's just keep it on studio official releases. Any for sure. That's fair. So but yeah, I included only one in my 10 because uh, there were enough album choices. I yeah. only included one in my 10 that was like, John, why aren't you playing this like any, or why aren't you playing this one period? Right, and it's one of those songs that was from an EP. Right. So, and again, because it, does, it was studio quality, that's what yes. I consider. Yes, agree to qualify. Agree. Um, some of these songs he still plays, but not they're not staples. They're not uh, often. I have a catalog um, of from his entire uh, tour set list from last year, his solo tour set list. Yeah, and I just hit Control F and search for each one some of these i do have stats for yeah so, okay so, perfect yeah, to justify why i put them on my list like, all right so jeff is going to start us out we're going to do this from 10 to 1 okay so we have okay. ordered these this isn't set in stone i mean jeff was talking this morning like you were rearranging this morning no right? this is as of this t as of right now this yeah. moment in time that we're recording this is my list yes all right so jeff kick us off let's hear your top 10 deep cuts starting with number 10 starting with number 10 is speak for me 
Oh, uh, whoa. Yeah, All that's right. Not, that's not even a deep cut. It's not even a later in the album song. It's like fourth or fifth, I think, on the album. Uh-huh. And uh, I just love the lyrics of that song. And I think it's just a hard song for him to sing. Okay. Possibly. Uh, cause it's got a weird, it's got a weird range where it's, 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 it's kind of high a little bit. Um, but I just love playing it. It's got that really cool, fun rhythm in it and stuff. Uh, uh-huh. and you're kind of slapping in between the, it's, it's just a really fun one to play when you figure out how to do it. Um, I love the lyrics too, man. I, I know that, uh, some people kind of look at it and go, I mean, who is John? Just kind of like the waiting on the world to change argument that we were, or no, the daughter's argument we were having where it's like, right. this kid is saying this. What does this guy right. know about? And he's talking about how uh, we just don't have the same idols anymore. Um, or we, we just don't in general. Like there's no, where's the Jimi Hendrix? You know what I mean? Like where is the icon now? You know, they're all kind of disappearing. Right. And uh, it all kind of uh, falls back to his first lyric of Rolling Stone isn't really the cover of Rolling Stone anymore. It's just some rando <laughs> sometimes it's just like who the crap it's like it's like not even anybody famous anymore who is this and i don't i don't sub to that magazine anymore but i, I think that's what he's trying to say is that the heroes uh it's just, he he's he mentioned something in, in the lyrics i have to pull up the lyrics now to to, to kind of yeah speak, pull them up do that speak to it but um Okay, so he mentions uh, you could tell us something isn't right when all your heroes are in black and white. So that that lyric specifically, uh. he's talking about uh, you, you having to sift through like newspaper clippings from the '60s to find somebody that to you is a hero. Right. That that's that that legitimately spoke to your logic and reason, um, and and your mindset. And you just he's just at least he in this song is not feeling it as passionately as he as you know he did. And, like these people aren't alive anymore, basically. You know, but. So you could say I, it's a cynical song. I think so. <laughs> do we all get like this? We, do we yeah. all eventually like... Sometimes, yeah. Oh, man, there's nothing... You know, like... Were people saying this that were hit... That were like our age now? Let's say we're in our... Thir- I'm in my 30s, mid-30s. Yeah. Almost to late... Mid to late 30s. So he's not that much older than... Uh, than we are now. This. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So... And I'm starting to get... You know, it's like that... <laughs> Yeah, you know these young whippersnappers. You know, I'm watching um, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I'm watching all, this, all these TikTok people. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What is TikTok?" You know, that's so stupid. And um, like, I was watching the Today Show this morning, and they had Harry Styles on there, yeah. and he's performing. And I, great song, but I assume he did "Adore You," and that song's really great. Um, I like he, that. Uh, and there's this. I mean, the the girls are going crazy, right? Oh, like. Yeah. But this was happening with the Beatles. This was happening with the Rolling yeah. Stones. Like going, I mean, crying, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I took a picture of this girl crying on this TV because I was like, I wanted wow. to show my wife when she came. I was like, look at this, what Harry Styles yeah. has done to this late, this young lady. I, I said young lady even, right? I was not even this girl, <laughs> this young lady. And um, this little girl, even though she's you know, like but 20 it's, or something. But it's just like, <laughs> it's like, uh, well, my idols are, I feel like, I feel the same way, but does that happen? Does that, is that yeah. just what we eventually get to? Like, as we're old, like we hate everything that's behind us. He even puts in the bridge to clarify that he's, this isn't meant to be a bitter song. He just goes, yeah. I'm not mad about it. He says it over and over again. I'm not mad about it. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, just, yeah. this is just what it is, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so someone come speak for me because it's almost like he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't right. want to do it himself. Right. You know, it's too much to take on. And, uh, 
Yeah, I, felt, I don't know. It's just a great track. And uh, and, and he played it like twice. I went through and did the control F on the entire catalog from last year. He did yeah. it like twice. Twice. Yeah. He did wow. it like twice. That's it. Wow. Um, yeah, so that's that's my number 10. All right. Um, do you want me to go through them or do you want yeah, to just no, do you, go for oh, it? Okay, go through go all through of them. them all. Yeah, go my number all. nine, this would be higher if it wasn't on like three live albums, <laughs> two live albums, and whatever, early and heavier things. Something's missing. Okay. Is my number nine. All right. Uh, yeah. This, this song fell off the face of the planet after like battle studies, it feels like. It sure did. Now that you say that, <laughs> you're right. But he did put it on try. He put it on any given Thursday and he put it number three, which is a pretty prominent spot in heavier mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So people know the song. That's why it's so low. But it's just so good that it should be in every set, in my opinion, because the, the, the lyrics are so good. And how do you not connect to those lyrics every time you play it? Uh, yeah, if you're John and you're playing it, because I still connect to it all these years later, and we've known yes. it from the beginning. Um, so I mean, I just it just kind of feels like a no brainer. Maybe he just doesn't want to have his tech tune those guitars or something because it's a uh, that weird E tuning opening. Yeah, e-tuning. you know, you could we're, we're probably going to be able to make an argument that every one of these songs should be in the set. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like. Just like you said, at some point, songs yeah. just have to, like, there's only, I, I, I can only, feel, only play 20 songs, right? Like I only feel that passionately about this one, and there's another heavier thing song. That all I'm right. Like, you should still be playing these songs every yeah. night. Yeah. And you're they not. should not be deep weird. cuts. This should no. not be, this should be, you know. They shouldn't be in yeah. the, the songs that shouldn't That's be in right. this list. That's the name of this <laughs> <Yeah>. episode. <laughs> all right. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, my number eight is City Love. Um, this is just a good vibe, dude. It's just good vibes. I yes. love the solo. Uh, I love the picture that he paints. We talked about this on the Room for Squares episode. I love the so uh, the picture that he paints of of uh, being in this very vibrant city and falling mm-hmm. for some one specific person in an overpopulated area. And uh, yeah, it's just really good, really good poetry there. And um, again, this is like the first blues vibe you really get from him. Yeah, when you listen to Room for Squares, this song comes on and you're like, oh, this is this is a cool like it's got the d- low D drop D kind of. I think the bass is drop D too because it's got a it hits pretty deep when he goes open on the D the drop yes. D. Um, yeah, just this song's more about the vibe of it, and I just miss it in his repertoire. Uh, number seven, this is the other one, the heavier things one. Okay, that I want him to play like every night. It's Wheel. This All is right. a no brainer, dude. Why are you not playing this every night? This song is so great. <laughs> yeah. Um, he played it tw- twice. I think I counted twice that he played it last year. Uh, which and is, he probably uh, just did he do it full band? Yeah, when he did it, he okay. did yeah, yeah. It was like, uh, and it was one of those things too where people were posting on Reddit and stuff, and uh, John Mayer knows best. Like, we got wheel, <laughs> you know, like everybody was kind of geeking out about it, and I'm like, it shouldn't even be that type of. It should be there. It should just be like a thing. Like, oh, cool, we got wheel. Yeah, it should be. It should be a normal. Ago, they got it. Yeah, it should be a normal rotating song. Like, yeah. I'm I, I'm not saying. I agree with you on that one. It shouldn't. I don't think it's strong enough to be a staple, but that's fair. That's fair. I I, I do think yeah that could that could be a rotating slot where it's like you know that could every, be a Walt every, Grace. Walt Grace was like every uh, third or fourth show or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, especially because the acoustic sets are just three songs. And right. He's on to the next thing. Um. I just yeah. I miss this song's presence so much, and it's got to be like a a smooth, easy one for him to kind of just sit in as a guitarist. Yeah. And solo and there's no like all right now i gotta show off you know there's mm-hmm. none there's none of that um i don't know it's cool. like a no-brainer to me uh so my number six is again now we're getting in never plays it territory it's a okay. uh, badge and gun oh man 
That let me tell you, that one almost made my list. I did. Was, I'm surprised yeah. it didn't. This yeah. one's a really good track. Uh, very uh, nostalgic. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it hits those buttons uh, perfectly. Um, to just, it's kind of like eighty, a more mature eighty-three, I guess you could say, because eighty-three is kind of being cute about it. Yeah. Uh, and this one's more kind of like, I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, it's just really good. <laughs> uh, let me. Uh, I lost my train of thought. That's why That's I was okay. just. I don't know and trailed off. Um, but yeah, it's just a. It's just a. Re- it's just really good um, musically speaking, and um, um, I don't know, man. I just like. I just like the 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 whole idea that's that that he puts in place here of upping and leaving, mm-hmm. um, and, and kind of forgetting his baggage. Where he talks about the uh, lock on the cellar door, where he's kind that, of like he's kind of forgetting his baggage. I, like he's I lo- like I lock these things away in my brain, but I don't. Now I can't even remember what they were that I locked away. So I'm just going to, you know what? I'm just going to peace out on all this. Yeah. Um, but the badge and gun kind of reminiscent of playing cops and robbers as a kid. Right. Even though you're not really, that's not really what it's about. Anyway. Yeah. Well, um, that's what, you know, that's what it brings for you though, right? Like mm-hmm. that's. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like the, I like the way the song sounds like. I like, I, yeah. I like the way yeah. badge and like the music part of badge and gun yeah same here same here Um, a lot of those songs on born and raised and paradise valley are they're kind of classic americana folk arrangements and like and i like that it's got a good i like it too especially on this track it fits this track particularly well Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of people won't really, cause he talks about, he's, he talks about leaving somebody for, it's kind of similar to, um, home life a little bit at the end where he's just like, I just got to leave you cause my ride is here. And that's kind of what this is a little bit at the end. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, you know, the life yeah. I need to, to lead is somewhere out there, you know, not yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Um, but so this is just a more poetic way of thinking about it. instead of going, I got to leave you cause my ride is here. <laughs> <laughs> end of song. Uh, I love it. Um, cool. so right. my number five is the most recent one. Okay. And he never plays it. And it's friggin' search for everything, dude. You just wrote this song. What are you doing? Never on the day you leave. <laughs> Why am I never hearing this song, dude? This song is so freaking good. That's a good um, one. Yeah, dude. I just love that sentiment too. Cause it, it, I mean, it's, there couldn't, couldn't be truer words. Um, uh, truer title at least, uh, spoken on. It's never on the day. You, I mean, they never really feel the this nostalgia or like the um um uh, the feeling of missing somebody so painfully and immensely until they're until you're in that pain Mm -hmm. um yeah and again just musically speaking it's just beautiful um this was on on that album it felt like that album's dreaming with a broken heart kind of arrangement or split screen sadness the arrangement of it was just so like so freaking sad. Yeah. <laughs> String heavy and and obviously it's piano heavy, but yeah, last year he never played it once. Not once did he play this song. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. But the year before or, or a couple of years before that when he did when he when did he the first, search for everything yeah. tour, he did it a few times where where yeah. he normally does uh uh the Forever in Me. Yeah. So uh he would come out there and play it solo piano, but he only did that a few times too, even. It was like five times or something. Mm-hmm. But last year, zero times he played this. Wow. Um kind of mind blowing, because it is a great track. Uh Love Grows it's, In the Time It's Been Since You Last Held Her Hand. How how long is that yeah, track? Dude. It's, it's not, not even four minutes. It's, it's like three. It's not very 50. long. Yeah. No, yeah, it's a standard pop pop song yeah. length. It's a good ballad. Interesting. Uh, I'll be damned if I ever leave. Um 
Mm. It's a great ending. That's a fantastic little, I guess you would call that a coda or something or some yeah. type of a, a tag or something where he's kind of like, you know, what? I'm tired of this feeling. I'm going to go back and fight for you, you know, fight to get you back. Uh, and then that leads into the drunken stupor that is Rosie, <laughs> which is brilliant. That whole yeah. album is telling a story, and we'll get to that eventually. Yeah, uh, yeah that's, excellent, excellent. That's my five. Uh, my number four is from, uh, I'm pretty sure this is a bigger than my body. Uh, it, technically, it was just a single, but when they did singles then, it was like EPs mm-hmm. uh, and Tracing. This is the only yeah. one. This is the only one that's like from a single slash yeah. EP. We'll let it, we'll let it, we'll let it in. Because this is kind of subjective, it's, right? It's I mean, totally like, studio quality too. It's yeah. like almost there's some type of synth or something, some beautiful string ish mm-hmm. arrangement in the background that really complements it really well. And the thing, there are drums. Like it's just very faint. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like a pre stop this train, stop this train a little bit. Yeah, you know where everything's just very faint and chill, and it's just more about uh, what he's trying to say in the song. And I just think that it's a brilliant way to talk about just going through the motions of a relationship without your heart really being in it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've we've been there where it's kind of like, I mean, I guess I got to do this, right? Like, <laughs> I guess, you know, because people are supposed to be in relationships. I guess I got to do this one. Right. Uh, and it, uh, yeah, it's just it lyrically paints all of that just beautifully. Um, yeah. You think I'd know by now the shape of calling home is just one of the best lines I've ever heard. Yeah. And it's like um, we don't we that doesn't resonate now because he's talking about like knowing a phone number. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever you that because I remember that always reminds me. I know I remember my ki- my childhood phone number. Most of us do who are our age. Same. Yeah, I do. Right. Like the that number's gone number. now. By the way, that's and, like somebody else's number now. For yeah. Me. Like it's and such- I just and it's like a shape. Like I knew like the shape of call. Like yeah. Like that's what remind. That's what I remembered. Mm-hmm. Is like the 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 order you went and doing the numbers on the, yeah, on the yeah. number pad. Right. And I, I, that's such a cool, he's got a way with that. And, and yeah, he says that in this and then later on more recently in search for everything, he does it in uh still feel like your man where he says, I still like the letters in your name and how they feel like maybe yeah. when you're typing it out or mm-hmm. when you're seeing it written. Yeah. It's just that visual. He's just very good with saying yeah. things that are obviously that's what you're missing, but he's just putting it in a visual context for, for us simpletons, I guess. Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my uh, my top three are kind of obvious ones. Uh, split screen status, my number three. Okay. Um, never again. Never plays it. Um, he, I, he did like an acoustic version. Yeah, he's last done year, it. but it was, it was like a two minute throwaway. Yeah. It was one of those. Oh, everybody got a request type deals. His heart wasn't in it. Let's just be real. Yeah, I know. Uh, I want real. full band on this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want just, you to put in the effort. Rehearse this one yeah. with the band. Yeah. Ding, ding. yeah. Ding, ding. I love that bass line. Uh, but yeah, we that. talked about this one uh, pretty pretty in-depth, very in-depth yes, on the Heavier yes. Things episode as we did that entire album. And that's what made me fall all over, all, all over again in, in love with this song because uh, mm. it made me kind of – Look, at least look at the lyrics again for the first time in a long time and go, man, yeah, this is really good storytelling too. And mm-hmm. how quite literal he's being with the split screen sadness and how you're uh, living two totally separate lives on a different part of a map and um, under the same sky. And I mean, he's kind of like, it's almost like he's hoping that she's as sad as he is, yeah. uh, <laughs> but he doesn't know. He doesn't know. That's what he's That's trying to right. find out more or less. That is true. I could yeah. see that. Yeah, like he's he's like, are you as sad as I am? Yeah, please. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And then the we mentioned the oh right I can't find a flight and how like oh, I never yeah. I never looked at those lyrics uh, that way before we. Well, talked me neither about it. until I, I actually like, oh, read yeah. them. Whenever yeah, I read when, them, I it's was crazy. Like, what yeah. saying things aloud kind of changes the context of something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's an obvious one. Uh, number two is another obvious one. It's comfortable. Okay. I mean, I mean, John, bro, you can. I mean, at least once every ten shows in the acoustic set. <laughs> This is still a good song, dude. Yep. Like, <laughs> this is another great. I know that uh, Clay Cook uh, co- uh, co-wrote it. Yeah. Um, maybe he so just I, doesn't want to play the pay the royalties. Maybe that's what it is. I, I don't know. But no such thing is kind of like out there all the time now. So that's I don't, right. I don't know. Uh, I say all the time. I don't. I don't think it's out there as much as why Georgia is, but it's still he still plays it occasionally. Um, but yeah, I just love the storytelling, especially the the uh, reminiscing. Uh, uh, this it's very specific situations in the shopping cart. Right. market and um and uh i i feel like i'm there with him and i honestly i probably did live those moments at one point in a relationship at some point where like mm-hmm. and then he talks about this new girl and he's always talking about her and then saying you and how he how he separates who he's talking about in the song too um is really well done and um it's just great man that the lyrics and in the way that the melody is is structured around the words and because it's it's not typical sentence structure it's right. our love was break comfortable and break yeah i love that the way that was done and then the string part is just all melancholy and heartbreaking and uh so beautiful um it's almost like a flawless song for me um, i love that song man. man gosh i love that song same here uh and i love playing it too it's a fun yeah. one to play um a little too low for me nowadays but it's okay i just don't sing when i first started playing guitar and singing i was in his range now not so much (laughs) hey that's good man you're if you're going up though i mean it's it's true you know it's one thing to be like no that's too high for me now i can't sing those songs it is that is a good point and some i do encounter that a lot especially when i listen to like um whenever i hear uh i don't really listen to them that much anymore but uh because um you know their their newer stuff isn't really for me in my lane, I guess. But mm-hmm. Maroon, anytime I hear a Maroon Five song, I'm like, Oh my gosh, to, dude! I used to be able to sing that high. Adam I Levine's used to be able to range. do it, and now I can't do it anymore, man. It's that dude has insane range. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter how you feel about his music, but his range is sick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, my number one, super obvious. Uh, I mean, it should be uh, St. Patrick's Day. All right. Yeah, All right. dude. Uh, so deep. It's the last song. Um. I, we just don't hear it ever. I mean, these, never. These, When's the last time St. Patrick's last Day has five, been played? Six songs I just listed. He never plays them. Uh, not once. I mean, split screen sadness. I mentioned he did like an offhand kind of like acoustic during mm-hmm. the request time and uh, the acoustic set. But St. Patty's Day, it feels like um, it feels like this should be not a staple. Staples too strong a word. Whereas wheel and something's missing. I kind of want it to be every other show type situation. Yeah. This one feels like it should be again every other like ten shows. Or something like kind of like comfortable. It's an acoustic track, dude. You don't even need the band. Just <laughs> yeah. And yep. we all love the song. We'll all sing it with you. I mean, it would be. I I still I don't even think I'm pretty sure. Last time I heard it was like 2003. You know, when Heavier Things was being toured, and I went to those shows and like he played it one that, time. I, I think. I think you're right. It probably hasn't been played since at yeah. least the mid 2000s. Right. Right. That's the last time I remember 
hearing it uh, it might be have to do with like well i don't have time for a five minute song i'd rather do an eight minute song with a long solo in it right <laughs> maybe it's something to do with that yeah but i want to hear it 2020 well it's where funny. he can just step back from the mic and we can all just dashboard confessional it and just sing it for him like you know <laughs> i want to fun- do that with it's this funny song. how some of these songs like when he's when he's done them on occasion where like yeah. it's the people have been just like screaming and he'll just like be like okay i'll play that one right He's yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. That's true. That's true. Sometimes he'll be very generous, and he'll and he'll be like, "I don't remember the words," and yeah. us, we're like, "What?" <laughs> but but it's not like he he doesn't listen to these songs. No, and he uses teleprompters now because he writes so much music. Yeah, like, like you know, he doesn't practice even, during the day. And even if he knows the songs, you know, the teleprompters, he probably knows the songs that he's playing recently. Yeah, as far as like memory, but those teleprompters are there as like almost just well, like it, just in it's case. It's more about the words. Yeah, it's, it, it's more about the 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 cues, right? Like it's that's like, what it is for me. Is yeah. like uh, even with songs I write, I, I don't know. I, I mean, my my memories. I, I guess it's just completely disappearing now compared to when I was in my twenties doing shows regularly. Uh-huh. But, uh I would imagine for him, it, like it is for me. Sometimes I'll bring my phone up with me on one of those little phone yeah. little phone holders yeah. on the open mic night, especially for a new song. I have to know the words, dude. I hate fumbling over my words. When I'm <laughs> well, on check stage, this out. Especially so, if I wrote it and I'm like, no, guys, my lyrics are good. Trust me or something like and that. I, and I totally <laughs> like, you know, I'm not one of these people. You should know every song. No, there's no way he yeah. can. Know, I mean, maybe. But let me tell yeah. you, I was listening to uh, an interview with uh, Jay Weinberg, who's the drummer for Slipknot, whose dad was Max Weinberg, who played drums for Bruce Springsteen. Wow. And played drums in Conan's band, um, Conan O'Brien's band, okay? Mm-hmm. And Jay, his son, had to fill in for Bruce Spring for his dad, like at some point for a little bit, for some reason. I don't remember exactly why, on Bruce Springsteen's tour. That fool has no teleprompters, has no notes, and they don't even plan the set sometimes. That's insane. You know how That's many songs Bruce Springsteen has written? He so probably has like I, I don't know how many albums. He probably has twenty albums out. Yeah, that's about that sounds about right. Yeah. honestly. and because he, he's been doing it since the seventies. And they'll go out there and he'll just like they'll just play a song, and he'll yeah. know it. And I'm like, what? You know, when he was saying this, he was just because they were talking about like what that was like to go play with Bruce Springsteen, and it was like, dude, there's just nobody like him. Like, yeah, to be absolutely. able just to now go up there that? and play, like play songs, yeah. they'll just and they'll go in and he'll just and he'll know it and he'll play it. So <laughs> you know, I'm like, anyway, yeah, that's that's crazy. That's I, on and another I wouldn't level. Say that he's, I wouldn't that's say on that another he's like level. Ancient, but he is so much older than John. Oh yeah, for and the norm, I think like, for the normal musician, and I'm not that yeah. John Mayer's a normal musician, but I don't hold it against him. Oh, you need a teleprompter. Oh, yeah, you don't know those songs because, like us, I mean, we we live those songs. We've listened to those songs hundreds yeah. of times. He he was played them a lot, but he it's not like he goes home and puts his album on. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, exactly. He's not listening he's to his sick music. Of, he just played it. Why would he yeah, listen to it? Yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> not going to listen to his music. He's going to listen to other music. So like. Anyway, you got to. Yeah, so if he forgets Sucker, it's like, yeah. well, I haven't played it since Georgia. So, I mean. <laughs> That's right. Play Sucker. He's like, dude, I wouldn't even know the first, like, I don't even remember the chords to that song. He's probably saying, all right. Right. Anyway. Um, oh, same, okay. So let me just tell you one, two, three, four overlap songs 
I can't believe we have so many differences. That's so great. So that's, let me one, two, three. And when you're, <laughs> so I just got to be honest here. I have not spent as much time with born and raised in Paradise Valley. Born and raised more. I have Paradise Same Valley. Here. I haven't that's spent fair. as much time with. So <laughs> I have one song off of born and raised. That's a deep cut of mine. And that's it. I don't have any on Paradise Valley. I feel like Paradise Valley is all deep cuts in my mind. <laughs> but like uh, <laughs> even Wildfire, I'm I know. Like, yeah, it's like that's but, like a single in the first track. Yeah, and I'm like that's like a deep and, cut. And who you listens you know, to that album? Who you love? Like I guess you could call that a single. But yeah. anyway, so um, we'll start out. People are gonna like write in and hate me for all for those two comments right there. But like, yeah, and I, I just, just said nobody listens to it. But that's not true. I know that's not true. It's not true. Yeah. You know, but for the majority of of my John Mayer fandom, that was a time where. When did those come out? In 2013. Two- the, the, so, it was back-to-back. It yeah, was back-to-back. 13 years. and yeah. 14 or something like that. 12, 12, 12 and 13. Yeah. yeah. So I had um, two young kids at that point. Like, it was just, it was a different time in my life where I wasn't really spending a lot of time with a lot of music anyway, um, in general. And he had kind of gotten up, he had kind of flown under the radar for a little bit. And I was just into other, like I was just into other things in my life. So that's really why I didn't spend, I, I really jumped back on hard when the search for everything came mm-hmm. out. And then I got that and I was like, okay, I'm back. I'm really back in. But up until like after battle studies came out, there was a, a, a good gap between that and born and raised. Cause he had the thing with his voice and you know, his vocal cords and the, yeah, what yeah. was it? The, uh, and then he even um, went, went through it uh, between Born and Raised and Paradise yeah. Valley. Yeah. So, so it's just like I, it's not that I wasn't on the train, and I mentioned this I think in the first one, but I just I was, you know, I just was I wasn't into him like I had been in the past. Yeah. Um, we, so, we've all been we all go through yeah. that sometimes. Yeah. So so um, I'm really if you have excited. More, more than one. Yeah. Uh, musical act that you're That's like right. yeah, just yeah, a yeah. gigantic fan of. So um, I'm really excited to jump into those albums because I haven't spent as much time right. with them as I have with these other albums. So that's going to show, obviously, in my list very much. Okay, so um, I'll start with number ten. And number ten um, of uh, my my uh, top ten deep cuts is Walt Grace's Submarine Test. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, whenever I listened to Born and Raised for the first time when it first came out, and I listened to it, this it was a song that got me. Um, immediately I was listening to the whole thing and, and then kind of with the horns at the beginning. And then as it just kind of, it told a story like I hadn't really heard. I don't, are there any other songs that he tells a story like this about somebody else? No, no, not not, not, not that I can ever, I can't even. Yeah. There might be, but like, this is a story about a, a person that's not him. Right. It's, uh, and, you know whatever but this this song really just got me and i remember this was a song that i listened to a whole lot off of that album and uh just my my wife doesn't like it she's like why do you like this song it's not the best song on that album uh but um i listened to a lot the lyrics it's because just i think the lyrical content is just so interesting yeah and uh the melodies are real nice in it um especially when it gets to the instrumental and it's just like that that i think he is he singing over it like that he's doing some kind of thing in the in the interlude the instrumental part oh Um, yeah yes yes yeah and uh that that's really nice to me but 
this has been argued all over the place and debated like what is this song about <laughs> is yeah. it literal is this guy like actually doing this is it a metaphor for something else and uh that's what i like about it is it's a little ambiguous um people don't even know if he it's been debated on reddit and stuff uh especially mm-hmm. If whether Walt is alive or not at the end of the song. That's right. Yeah. Because my original thing, I thought it was, I was, when I first heard it and I read the lyrics, I was like, oh, this is a song about a guy dying. Yeah. That's what I thought. That's my, that was my initial thought. Both ways for sure. Yeah. That was my initial thought. But then I started looking at it and I was like, well, some of, maybe some of it doesn't make sense. I don't know. Um, but, uh, um, it's a cool song. I like it. He just ends it with that ambiguous line of, uh, uh, the last we hear yeah. about Walt Grace's story is that, uh, oh, his wife uh, got a call from Tokyo. Right, right. We don't know what the contents of that call is. And then he talks about, well, Walt's a legend now. That's yep. the that's the last, that's the last of chorus. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, is that, well, everybody talks about him now. So he's, you know, regardless of what happened with his life, whether he continued it or ended it at that mm-hmm. point, uh, he, his legend is forever already. So who cares? Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a cool song. It's just kind of, I wonder what led him to write this song. I that know. would be such a great, I mean, because it's so specific, like it's such a specific idea. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's a almost, real person. I think um, it's like a folk tale almost like, I don't know. It's, it's like a, just like you said, it's kind of a, like a legend folk folk tale type thing. Mm-hmm. He's a real person. I think so. I think uh, somebody found like a, like an actual like, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, said it, he said it's a fictional story, but somebody found something that was like, oh, hey, here's a Walt Grace. Okay, was- so yes, there is a. Um, there's something about like the coast, the Coast Guard, and Walt Grace, 1648. Um, I know that's like a different time, but, uh, well, either way, oh, 1648 is not, the, I'm sorry, 1966, 1967, the, something. Yeah. There's something in 66 issued by the, uh, Coast Guard about a Walt Grace, about a guy named Walt Grace, something to do with, we got to ask uh, him this. Yeah. There's way too much legal. Somebody has, this. Some, I can't, I can't somebody's got to ask him this question at some yeah. point. What is the song about, dude? He said in an interview that it's just a fictional story. It's just a story. Um, so and maybe he loves he was just that like, people put their own just, meaning to yeah. it. Yeah. He, maybe he's just like, oh, I'm just going to yeah. write a story about a guy. Anyway. And he said that when he wrote, he wrote the guitar part first and it sounded, quote unquote, nautical to him. And I totally uh, I that. could see that. I 100% totally hear that. could hear that. Especially when you're using a guitar that uh-huh. has, it's a 12 string with like some weird tin body or something it's like a weird silver oh, you've yeah. seen him play it yeah, live I've right those, yeah yeah and i'm like what is what kind of guitar is that because that's a very strange, strange yeah. sound yeah all right so that's my number 10 number nine was your number one saint patrick's day wow um, a hater so. of saint pat no i'm just kidding <laughs> it made my list a hater it actually made my list um i'm with you i you know i i love this song it's a lot of the song is nostalgia for me too just that time of of hearing it and the heavier things tour when he would play it occasionally. Yeah. Um, and uh, wh- what can we say? We've, we've had long discussions on St. Patrick's day. It's a good one. Uh, number eight, heart of life. Oh yeah. Oh That's man. A great song. Dude. This is such a good he song. We not, talked about it. I don't it even think to search that one. Cause we all love it. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think I included a, 
I didn't con- include a, a continuum song on this. You didn't, isn't that weird? No, because like not, the, they're all like he they're played because, into yeah. the entirety of Continuum yeah. on his tour, so yeah. I didn't include a Continuum at all. But yeah, Hard Life's a great choice. Yeah, I li- I like this song a lot um, for reasons you can go listen to continue our Continuum episode and talk about um, how this is kind of an underrated track. But it's one again one of those ones that just gets lost because Sorry for the sound. there's so many. What's that? Did I go off? I, I did a sound on my end. Uh, my oh. windows made a sound and it oh. really picked it up when I recorded. Oh, I didn't. Sorry. I didn't hear it. I know. Um, but uh, <laughs> you will though. <laughs> um, it gets lost because there's so many great tracks on Continuum. This can get lost in that. Yeah. I feel like, but and that's uh, a good choice because he played it. F- I just did a Control F. He played it four times last year. All right, that's four it. times, and all he right. played a lot of shows last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> internationally and uh, locally, or whatever you want to call it. All right, nationally and whatever on the map of the <laughs> yeah. North America, <laughs> the whole the whole tour. Yeah. Number seven is Wheel. That's our second one. That's that's come together. I'm, I can't uh, believe we synchronized on that one. That's I know. I saw number. it too. I was like, oh, it's even the same number. Yeah. There we go. Wheel is my number seven. Uh, my number six. This could be debated as a deep cut or not. I feel like it's a deep cut. You may prove me wrong by even going to search this, but go ahead and search it. Stop this train. Um, yeah, he plays that a lot. <laughs> I don't think he play. How, how often does he play this? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Is it? Would it be considered a staple? In this tour, 26, 20, 26 times he played it uh, last year on the year. tour. Dang. Yeah. Well, that doesn't count then. That's that's off. Uh, I, I guess I didn't find it that much, but um, I feel man for whatever reason I felt like he didn't play it that much. I got it. I saw him. No, I guess I only saw him once last year. I didn't. I've but never seen there, him. I have never then, seen him play this live. And then I saw it. Saw him twice on uh, in the year that Search for Everything came out, twenty seventeen. Really? I've never seen him play it live. Maybe that's just me then. But it's he, just an anomaly like, because he's, he's never like, played. Is Angelo at the show? I'm yeah. No, I'm not playing stuff that thing. Screw that guy. I'm not playing him. It so, feels like an every other show type of song. So then let least. me let me tell you what my other because I actually had a different song in the spot. Oh. <laughs> Uh, and then I put I was like no I was like I like stop this train I would maybe consider that a deep cut I like it more so then in place of this then let me let me go back and give you my original one was whiskey 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 um does he oh, doesn't man, play that one even, a lot right I didn't even put that one on here I should have though because yeah he doesn't play that one a whole lot yeah um, I, I I uh that would have been my second born and raised song um I just love the feel of that song it's just kind of like low key stays kind of at a certain place. It doesn't really like He did it less than ten times. Okay. That's what I La- got out of it. Really? Yeah. He even played that jeez oh, Louise, I didn't even know he would he played that one. Yeah, he did um, a few times, yeah. Full uh, band for some reason. Wow, that's cool. It feels like yeah. it'd be a better acoustic track. I feel like it would too. Just with harmonica. Um Yeah. I'm glad Plus, it's getting played at all because that's a that's a tough song to even sing or talk about like i would think so well and even it's <laughs> a tough subject that he doesn't drink anymore right too mm-hmm. like i don't know if that has anything does he to not do with it. No. i didn't know that he did yeah i think he's sober like from what i've seen he's sober for the last like the last like five years or something wow he doesn't drink anymore so um you know who knows but um yeah so that would have been my number six but i actually replaced it with stop this train oh, okay uh well stop this whiskey stop this whiskey number five <laughs> comfortable Comfortable, um, love, and... love, comfortable. Yeah, um, dude. 
man, that any given when on any given Thursday, that was the first time I heard it because I didn't have the uh, inside wants out. I didn't, didn't have inside what's that, out. Yeah. Before that's I got a cool version though, because it's just finger picked and yeah, um, and that's when I learned it. That was one of the first songs I tried to learn after watching that one. After mm-hmm. watching Any Given Thursday, and uh, I, I'm with you. I just love the, the again the storytelling. A lot of these songs, I, I like I, I like John as a storyteller. Like same um, when he's when he's taking us through something. So um, comfortable number five, number four, back to you. It always um, comes around, man. It always comes around. <laughs> it sure does. Kind of like St. Patrick's Day. It always comes around. Um, but uh, back to you. I love this song, man. Um, we talked about it on our Room for Squares uh, episode. How it's, again, painting kind of a picture here. And at the very end, he kind of just gives that little, little um, indication that Obviously, this has been done before. I'm trying to get back in, mm-hmm. and um, and he might not be the best guy. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. It's just kind of like he's almost a little manipulative about it, you know. Um, at the end, so back to you is my number four. My number three, split screen sadness. So we do have another another match there. Um. Hmm. What, what else? I mean, go listen to our heavier okay. things. <laughs> go listen. To, go listen to our no, heavier yeah. things. No, yeah. So I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad we synced on that. Yeah, um, I figured that one was going to make it. Um, yeah, and um, I. It's uh, because of our. It's interesting that it's because of our conversation though that it made it so high for me. For yeah, me. this because this, I didn't. I this didn't is really my favorite. This is my favorite deep cut on heavier things, and obviously that's why it made it this high. Yeah. So uh, the favorite song. Close to favorite song on heavier things, maybe it probably would yeah. go, you know, move around with clarity. And mine is, uh, mine might be just because of how deeply it resonates. Something's missing. Yeah. Um, no, that's lyrical. Uh, wheel might be wheel. Yeah. Wheel. Something's missing, and then probably it's not new sadness. deep. <laughs> no. Hey, what do you know? New deep didn't make either of our lists. How interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I like that song more than you, obviously, but yeah. Uh, yeah. no, not even enough to put it in an honorable yeah, mention even, spot. Yeah. Number two, Victoria. Oh, that's, oh, dude, that's such a good one, dude. This song. I love, 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 love this song. Love that chorus. Um, it's, uh, it's one of his more simpler songs to play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just the, the chord structure is a very common, common chord structure. It's just Karma Police, but... Uh, yeah, it's interesting. There's there's twists and turns in it that aren't in Karma Police, but that's where it comes from. And uh, doesn't he? Didn't he do like a thing with this one and Karma Police together? Uh, yeah, he think he did like an, uh, an interpolation. Is that what it's called? Where you kind of blend the two yeah. things? He, yeah, like he a did it with Clarity on the last tour. He did it with Clarity in uh, Toto Africa, mm-hmm. where he did the uh, the chords for Clarity, but it was like in the rhythm of <laughs> Africa. Yeah. It was like da 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 da. I was like, oh, that's that's really funny. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he did that. Yeah, because the chords are like the at least the verse chords, I should say, are almost identical to Karma Police, like the verses. Yeah, I also you know similar this similar actually if you think about it, this is a little bit more similar to Walt Grace in a sense where it's not really about him, it's about his friend, his friend's yeah. relationship, it's like a roommate's girlfriend or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he's seeing this take place. He's seeing like 
this heartbreak and this kind of relationship come yeah. to an end take place and he's just he's just giving the message almost yeah. you know what i mean and yeah. um hey i wonder yeah. if he wrote this specifically yeah. after the girl came by yeah Tori he came was by. like yeah. hey man tori came by what'd you say oh, hold on and then he played the song yeah <laughs> and he was like anyway sorry she broke up with you dude yeah. all right see you later <laughs> so i'm like <laughs> Super Sorry, depressing man. song. Yeah, move uh, on. Yeah, I love the uh, the. There's like a part where it's do I love that part, dude. That guitar part. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just sounds this re- acoustic recording. Is that so good? It really is. Is that Clay Cook playing? I think it is. Might be. I feel like it's him playing that that lead part, maybe. But um, uh. Man, I I think uh, this needs. I feel like this should be in the acoustic slot, like one of the acoustic slot songs. This would this would get a lot of love, I think. Um, yeah, as an acoustic slot song. All right, number one. What do you think my number one is? Um, you want to try and guess it? So it's not. Uh, it wouldn't be from Battle Studies. So it's from one of the three albums we already discussed. It is. Oh man. It's not three by five. Eighty three? It's not eighty three. Eighty three almost it. made my list. Almost Why do you so. It is three by five. <laughs> it is? Oh, yes, okay. it is three by five. Does he play that a lot? Would you consider that a deep cut? Uh it's like every third show or something he plays. He it. was playing it, right? Yeah, on an um, acoustic set, yeah. Yeah. I, I had to include it because it is my favorite song of all time. I, I wouldn't consider it I consider it a deep cut because it's not even the he may play it more often than and uh, he does play it more often than any of those other songs 100 mm-hmm. percent but it is track 10 and it's still eight, and right? it's still not like like I feel like people whenever he starts playing it people around me are just like what is this <laughs> I, like when I'm at the shows I still feel like that maybe not on the floor because I don't get those I'm not I can't drop those that money to get on the floor anymore. On the yeah. floor is where everyone knows every song. But um, when I was up in the nosebleeds for this last tour and it came up, people were just like, every. I mean, literally, I was looking around and people were just like checked out during this song. Man. And I'm like, what is Fake wrong fan. with all of you? Fake fans. What is yeah. wrong with all of you? Um, this may not be, you know, this probably could be argued What's the the play count on this one? Oh, I didn't even uh, look that up. I just knew that it had been yeah. like uh, every now and then. I see every now and then. I yeah. didn't get it though. I didn't get yeah. it once. Uh, <laughs> I think I've heard this song. Oh, twice, I guess like. not. I guess it was nine times. Uh, it wasn't that many then. Okay, all right. Um, it just felt like it was more to you. Yeah, I th- I thought felt like I kept seeing it up at every show but mine. That's <laughs> because you wanted it. it so you wanted it I so wanted bad. It That's so why. Bad. Yeah. But no, instead I got Neon. Thanks, John. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's funny because Neon, I should, I could have put in here because he doesn't play that as much anymore. He does. Dallas right. was like the first time in a long time he had played it. You know so what? That neon, was really cool to get that one. Neon might be. Would that be considered a deep cut now? Uh, maybe maybe not anymore because that was like the first one that musicians, yeah, us music nerds looked at and was like. Y'all should check out John Mayer. <laughs> that was like the first <laughs> you should check out John Mayer song. <laughs> hey, uh, here, listen to this song. <laughs> listen to this. Oh, that's don't great. Let, you that, hate your body's yeah, Wonderland? That's, that's great. Right. Let me put on yeah. Neon for don't, you real yeah. quick. Don't listen to Bigger Than My Body. The, yeah. Here, no, no, no. Here, listen to Neon. Listen to the acoustic <laughs> version. 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> the one where you can hear him sitting down and adjusting his guitar. Like, yeah, it's so great. Uh, okay well um that's my number one um it's probably it. number one song too so we had a few overlaps but like i said i you know i don't have um i guess stop this train was my only foul wah, wah, yeah wah, wah, oh well wah, wah. all right uh, i have uh, honorable mentions uh I oh have, okay uh, assassin just because i like it musically speaking. i that was that almost made mine i had made an original list Mm-hmm. And I just was like, I'm not going to count how many are on here. I'm just going to write them all down. Yeah. And then I had to start removing one, and Assassin was one of those. Yeah, I just like it musically speaking. It's kind of a weird lyrical song, uh, even to John's own admission. It's just right. doesn't age well. I um, like it. Lo- I, I don't yeah, know I like why people say that. When people say, like, oh, this is this is a little... I'm like, no, what he's saying is that he got owned. Like, that's the whole point is that. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, that's you know, a good he's point. like. He does, he does turn it around a little yeah, bit. He's like, he was yeah. He's like. Yeah. It's like, no, it's not. It's that he he got owned also. Like, that's the yeah. big point. of Anyway. All right. We could talk about that one. We'll talk about uh, that on Battle but, Studies. Uh, Go Easy on Me, which is, uh, I think it's a Born and Raised. No, it's on the a Born and Raised acoustic EP. At the very mm. end, Go Easy on Me is on there. That's a great bonus track. Uh, Love Soon, Quiet. Oh uh, man, those talking. two were close. Those are uh, great, dude. I, I love, love Soon quiet. is one of the most fun ones to play on guitar. Yep. Period. Uh, Fool to Love You was a Born and Raised bonus track. That's a great track. Okay. Uh, great Indoors. We've talked about how we really like that song. Um, wish it got a little more love. Home Life was an obvious one. Uh, on the Way Home is the only other one I had that I considered. Uh, one that almost made from Paradise Valley for me was You're No One Till Someone Lets You Down. That's a fun song. It's it's such like a. Tongue like in cheek, cheeky, type of, yeah. yeah. It's like I was listening to it this morning because I was like, this, "Should this one make it?" Because I actually re-listened to some of these to see, yeah. and I was like, "No, I don't think it's strong enough to make the make the list." But yeah, it's not musically strong enough, but it's fun. It's fun. It's the, for, the for that genre. It's fun. Is just like he's like, yeah. he rhymed like, heard with a void. It makes no sense. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> there are some oh, void. Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, so that's a fun song. Let's let's get to um, our listeners here because they uh, and some of them didn't follow the rules to to. Uh, but that's okay. I mean, How either did they? I? Either did I? So turn us off if you didn't uh, follow. No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. All right. <laughs> so here's here's some of our readers, our readers, our listeners. I'm gonna read some of our listeners' things. All right. So listen to some of our readers. Um, some of them just sent in the list. Some of them sent a little bit of a. So, you know, talked about some of the songs. So I'm going to read the whole thing here. So this is Luis Fernando Colindres. Colindres, probably. Hey, guys. First of all, I wanted to say I'm glad I found your podcast since I'm a big John Mayer fanboy. He's basically the reason why I started playing guitar. It's been enjoyable to listen to your track-by-track analysis of John's albums. Um, favorite's going to be Continuum, but I still believe Born and Raised is incredibly underrated. It's my second favorite. Uh, the, song, that's, the songs in that album make me want to grab my guitar and hit the road. Yeah, that's a road album. That's cool. Especially when you start with Queen of California and they talk about heading out west. With my headphones on. Yeah. All right. Here are my top 10 deep cuts, he says, from Inside Wants Out to The Search for Everything. I'm going to go. He did it 1 to 10. I'm going to go 10 to 1. So I'm going to read backwards. All right. Number 10. Never on the Day You Leave. Good choice. We don't have many two John Mayer piano songs. It was really difficult to choose between this one and I Will Be Found, but it's just so heartbreaking and beautiful that it had to make my list. Number nine, Waiting on the Day. If you can relate to this song, it hits really hard. Number eight, A Face to Call Home. Such a beautiful song. Outro was amazing. Number seven, All We Ever Do is Say Goodbye. 
One of the most painful lyrics John has ever written. Six, in repair. Song has always helped me to get through rough patches in my life. I've seen the one song, one day video countless times. That's a great great video. Yeah. Yeah, If you haven't watched it, yeah, you got to go see that if y'all haven't seen that. Number five, come back to bed. That's That's a good choice. Yeah, Yeah, that is a good choice. Obviously, he kind of fell by the wayside once he finished Continuum, and he was like, oh, this is the blues I wanted to make. That's right. Yeah, that was kind of like a, yeah, pre-Continuum blues. He says, it's still interesting to me that this was John's preference for a single over Daughters, and I can totally see why. Love the extended solo at all live performances. Number four, split-screen sadness. Proof of how good John has always been to write songs. All you need is love is a lie because we had love and we still, but we still said goodbye. Um, yes. I like that. Is that? A, I guess that's a nod to the Beatles, right? All you, all you need is love. Yeah. Um, number number three, city love. The solo always gets me. Simple and melodic as it should be. There you go. Jeff, I love playing that one. Love. love playing that solo. Number two, St. Patrick's Day. My favorite. Oh, song so the... close to my number one. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> favorite song for the holiday season. It still amazes me how many chords this song has. Shows oh, dude. So many chords. It's so many. So many. Like, and, and you're so like, many just. What is this? What's uh, the root of this one now? What, what are we? What, are we in the same key? What are we doing? Are we borrowing from 18 other keys now? <laughs> <laughs> number one, love soon. Love Ooh. the cheeky lyrics and the strumming pattern. We talked about that. All right, very good. I'm just saying you can call it what you want to. I'm just I'm gonna call it love soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have Michelle Bonk Bonkzik B O N C Z Y K C Z Y K Bonsick Bonsick. Bon- it might be like chick, yeah. like Bonchick or Bonchick. Something. I don't know. Bonchick. Something like that. I All right, know. Michelle B. Sorry, sorry, Michelle. <laughs> Here's her top ten. Number ten. So she sent two emails because after afterwards she was like, oh, she put Carry Me Away at number 10. And then she was like, oh, wait, that's a single. She was like, replace that with Quiet. So yes. number 10's yeah. Quiet. Quiet's a good, quiet was my 10 for a long time. Yeah. Number nine, Roll It On Home. Number eight, Perfectly Lonely. Number seven, Comfortable. Number six, On The Way Home. Number five, Come Back To Bed. Number four, St. Patrick's Day. Three, Victoria. Two, Not Myself. Number one, Wheel. These are, and, that's a great list. And yeah, that, that is actually a really good is list. qualifying on every song. Yeah, and, that's a really uh, so good list. So was the last one for the record. Uh, Waiting on yeah. the Day was played a little bit, but uh, yeah. Yeah, man. These, these, that's guys a good, are good. these are good lists. These yeah. are good lists. All of these are very good lists. Uh, by the way, she said, Love your podcast. All right. Aww. Thank you, Michelle. Kathy Jambor, or Jambor, probably Jambor. This is what she said. She didn't give any numbers, so I'm just going to read them off. Only Heart. Another kind of green. Mm. So that's a try. Live song, though, yeah. That's it's... a live song. I almost thought about including try, but um, I almost did because it was yeah. all we have from yeah. John. That's Mayer right. Trio. That's right. There's no other uh, recordings of those. Yeah, of but once you were like no live, and I was like, yeah. oh, well, that another kind of green is gone because that one yeah. was a favorite of mine before he even put it in the trio. We got back to you. I'm gonna find another you. All we ever do is say goodbye. Perfectly lonely. Whiskey, whiskey, whiskey. Love is a verb, Walt Grace and Heart of Life. Love is a verb, man. It's a great choice. Mm-hmm. All right, here's Matthew Chappelle, who's our oh, one of our friends here, who's emailed a couple times. Here's my top ten. Number ten, Heartbreak Warfare. Sorry, dude, that's a single. <laughs> um, maybe it's not. It's really. Other than that, though, it's not played. Yeah. 
It's really, so, it's mean, not, no, it's not that, it's not not played. that common I mean, at all. Yeah. You think about, it's probably, that's probably more accurate of a deep cut than Stop This Train. <laughs> yeah, it is an opener too. I tend to avoid openers because it's like, this yeah. is our intro to the, what that's this right. album's going to be. Uh, number nine, My Stupid Mouth. How did that one not make any of our lists? That's a good, that's a, that's a good call out. He never talks about that. He never, he never plays that. Never Nothing. plays it. Wasn't a single. Um, <laughs> I just, how did that not make any of our lists? I think I let my own bias for my love for the earlier songs and the, yeah. and the success yeah. within the John Mayer fan community speak yeah. for that. Yeah. You know, because I, I don't, I'm like, what? I, I made my list uh, out of uh, what is, what does a John Mayer fandom talk about the least? Yeah. I feel should talk about more or, well, I mean, uh, my, you know what I mean? Our, Hey, Jeff, did you know that our podcast is actually called my stupid podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't even consider it. Oh my gosh. All right. Number eight, Shadow Days. Right. Is that a single? I thought that was a single. It was, it was the first single on Born and Raised. And oh I'm my not God. a fan, but that's okay. Matthew that's all right. Chappelle, man. Come on. Number seven, Split Screen heart, Sadness. Man. Split Screen Sadness. Six, Great Comfortable. Choice. Five, In Repair. Four, I'm Going to Find Another You. Three, per- Roll It On Home. Two, Perfectly Lonely. And one, Wheel. Roll It On Home. Um, God, that's a good one. Oh man! <laughs> now I'm kicking my. That would have made my ten, dude. He never plays "Rolling on Home," and that is a brilliant song. Seven oh, through man. one are pretty strong um, on his list, but yeah. dude, "Heartbreak Warfare" and "Shadow Days" those aren't. Those are those were singles. Yeah, they were. I think. I think. Oh, well, it's so okay. anyway, but he's he, uh, he's he's our good buddy now. So he's our BFF. That's true. So, so uh, we'll let him. Fine. We'll let it count. He also put change. <laughs> he also put change my mind at the end of his email. All right. <laughs> Uh, so here's, so Matthew Chappelle listener, I've seen him comment stuff, you know, he's a good friend. We could call him a friend of the show now. Friend of the show. Yes, absolutely. And this other, uh, this next, uh, one who wrote in, um, I would also consider her a friend of the show, Jennifer Matthews. She's wrote in, I think a couple times and she's always engaging and sharing our podcast and stuff like that, which has been awesome. She says, my top 10 deep cuts are below, starting with my favorite from Herbie Hancock's collaboration album, Possibilities. Oh, no way. That's such a great song. I remember this one. But she said, if this isn't allowed because it's not from a John Mayer album, she'll replace it with St. Patrick's Day. Um, should it be allowed? I think it should be. Uh, all right. All right. Why not? Good. Yeah, so it's the, uh, uh, what's, the name of the, what's the name of the song? She put it in there, right? Um. Yeah, stitched up, stitched up, stitched, stitched up, up out of my yeah. mind. Yeah, that's a yeah. great song, dude. So let's uh let's let's we'll we'll let Good it vibe. fly on there. Comfortable. Mm-hmm. My stupid mouth. Again, I don't know. More failures. We we shouldn't be doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. City love. Split screen sadness. Eighty three. So we got to get some love hey. for eighty three. I'm going to find another you, Whiskey, 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 Assassin, and In Repair. So that's a good list. Yeah. I like that list, Jennifer. Uh, she says, also, she commented, please don't ever stop this podcast. It is life. So <laughs> now we can't because, you know, Jen, she's going to like. But I want to get off and go home and go back home again. <laughs> All right. Can't take the speed. Sorry. We ha- stop. Thanks, the Jen. We- <laughs> uh, it's. Is it home life? Would it be considered home life? Um, no, that was that was terrible. All right, Kristen, <laughs> Kristen Maliska. She's written in. Um, she's written in before. Here's her. Here's her list. Love is a verb. 
Perfectly Lonely, Wildfire. Is Wildfire mm. a single? Uh, I thought it was. I mean, at least it's at least the opener. Yeah. And yeah. I thought it was like the second the, single. The problem, but... the problem with some of these songs and them being singles, especially on Born and Raised and Paradise Valley, while they might technically have been singles, it's not like they got like radio play. No, no, they didn't. You know what I mean? Like there are three singles from Born and Raised and Paradise Valley, I think, each. Yeah. Wildfire was the second single. He played it on Letterman. Yeah. But like that. And, but it's again, it's not like a single like Your Body is a Wonderland was a single. No, nah, it's not like it's big. not like it got played. But it, and also it's yeah. from the lesser known or slash lesser yeah. appreciated album. So it's so, like it's like a it's like a it's amnesia. It's like John Mayer's amnesiac to Radiohead's yeah. Kid A. You know what I mean? So and like Born and Raised's Kid A. Yeah. And this so is like, like a bunch of B sides. <laughs> so like even though the the here's the the deal with some of these songs is that these are hardcore John Mayer fans that they probably don't know that these are singles yeah, because they don't, they didn't really, yeah, they didn't those, take off uh, like a single. Show. No, yeah. no, they didn't get radio play. I mean, or, or anything like that. So anyway, wildfire, whiskey, 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 shadow days, another single, I think from mm-hmm. it was, Paris yeah. Valley 83 back to you. There's my back to you. Love comfortable. Roll it on home and assassin. God, rolling on home. I feel like such yeah. a failure. My stupid mouth rolled on home. What what have we done with our lives? I don't know, man. <laughs> All right. We got Simon. Simon Hahn says this. Here's his list in no particular order. Roll it on home. Wildfire. You're no one till someone lets you down. Hey. On the way home. I will be found. By the way, all of those five of five of his deep cuts are from Paradise Valley and Born and Raised. Yeah. That's a deep uh, deep cuts the album. Yes. That's right. <laughs> Do you know me? There's your love. There, yeah, Jeff. all right, all right, whatever. Uh, <laughs> if, if I ever get around to living, speak for me. War of life, great indoors. So, war of my life, and then great of great indoors. So oh, here's yeah. his. He says, "Great question." Here's my, he he put out his judging criteria. So I guess he had his own. He said, three out of five of my friends who love John Mayer wouldn't know the song." That's one of his criteria. Number two, instantly triggers a specific men- memory. Uh, number three, have never heard live at a show in person. Um, oh, that's fair. That's a fair, so that, yeah. That, that could be fair. Depends on how much you see him, I guess. Like yeah. If you saw him once, that's it's true. like, okay, well, come on, dude. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear your body is a wonderland. If so. you listen to this podcast, you've seen him more than once, I'm sure. Yeah. Here's an interesting idea for future episodes. Tell a story with John Mayer song titles. I don't Ooh. understand how that would. I don't. What do you think he means by that? I don't think I understand what that would be. I don't know because we're not really storytelling on here. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, Simon. You, let us know what you mean. Please, by that. I'm not exactly please sure specify for sure. Yeah. All right, we got we got a uh, three more here. No, two more. All right. So Josh Bro says, um, "Here's his top ten deep cuts. Number ten, Friends, Lovers, or Nothing. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, number nine, Born and Raised, The Reprise. That's a, not, actually that's a good track." I'm not. Yeah. I can't even front, dude. Locks of brown and streaks of gray. I was brought up in brighter days. Oh no, man. That's... Number eight. Go easy on me. I can't believe I forgot about the reprise. <laughs> oh my god. Is it called reprise? Is that how you say it? I think. I think, it I think that's. I think it's reprise. Uh, oh my if you're, gosh. I've if you're like, that. I've super... been saying that wrong my whole life. Wrong my whole life. I've been saying it reprise the entirety of my life, and then I went back to school for music, and everybody was like and reprise, 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 and I was reprise, like, reprise, oh reprise. well, oh. okay, I'm an idiot. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> I literally have been saying reprise my whole life. It looks like um, reprise. I think reprise is just among music yeah, snobs. May, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, Go Easy On Me. Number seven, Victoria. Number six, On The Way Home. Number five, Love Soon. Number four, Back To You. Number three, Comfortable. Number two, Walt Grace's Submarine Test. And number one, Man On The Side, Ooh. which is not, it's technically not in the rules. Yeah. Um, but that is that if 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 we could include the live albums, that would probably be close to number one for or me. Or if we're counting his Villanova Junction band from when he was, was that... in high school. Oh gosh, yeah, because <laughs> they did a they did uh, that they did Man on the Side full band. It's not very good at all. He sounds very rough. Um, all of it does. By yeah. nine, they did Outside in the Underground. Jeez, I, I don't know. It's these. rough, dude. Yeah. It's very, very rough. I would not recommend. <laughs> Listen, it's pre Berkeley, John, so it's a little rough, but it's still promise was there. You know? <laughs> All right, and our final res- final one here is from Jack Simmons. Um, with regards to your last post about deep cuts, here's my current list. Ask me tomorrow, and I'm sure it'll change again. I rewrote this a few times. So that's the same for me. In no particular order, here are my t- uh, top. Although the top two are my favorites. So this is no order, but the top two are. Three by five and in repair are his top two. Nice. Number three, something something's missing. Number sometimes four, it just is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Number four, Assassin. Um, he said he was lucky enough to hear him play it live during the Battle Studies tour. Uh, I was too. I, he had a cool thing. Um, did he do the, like that screen thing when you saw him? Like where the screen went around the um, the stage? When he no. played Assassin, it was like this. This I um, didn't. I didn't. I missed out on uh, Battle the last Story? three. Yeah, I missed out uh, Continuum, Battle Studies, uh, Born and Raised, Paradise Valley. I didn't see any live shows. It was yeah. basically not until Search for Everything that I started yeah. going again. He, it's kind of like um, a money thing and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Dude. Yeah. Well, it got more expensive to go see him play yeah. during that time too. Uh, so number five, Victoria. Six, Face, face to Call Home. Seven, Born and Raised. Eight, you're no one till someone lets you down. Number nine, great indoors. Ten, St. Patrick's Day. And he gave some honorable mentions. Oh. Um, he said, this is my way of cheating the system. That's fair. <laughs> so, I did the uh, same roll, thing. <laughs> roll it on home, love soon, wheel, badge and gun, 83, and split screen sadness. Uh, he said, I tried making a top ten. I just couldn't do it. Look forward to new episodes. Cheers. All right. So that's Cheers. it, man. Danke. Those are the top tens. Yeah, we I liked reading those. Those are some yeah, very was, strong strong lists. Maybe stronger than some mine. good reminders too of yeah. like, oh man, it was like the, yeah, the no. obvious choices were like right that are right in front of us. We didn't pick just because we wanted to give a shine to something else yeah. that we yeah. we ourselves felt maybe weren't. Well, it's as easy as that, folks. All you yeah. got to do is email us, and we'll we'll read it. If you want to share those, if you uh, are listening to this and said, "Man, I want to get mine in," send those in uh, my stupid podcast show at gmail dot com, and we will uh, read them on the next time, on the next show. And um, Jeff, you have a uh, an idea for what you want to do next here for oh, our God. next. Uh... I I do not at all. Uh... all right, well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll yeah. get uh, John Mayer has we'll a TV show. <laughs> We could do that. Let's do that. You know what we? You know what Why might not? be fun. You know what might be fun if we could find it. We could watch it. Do it. Yeah, a commentary. Yeah, yeah. That'd be while fun. we watch, we could sure record while YouTube. we watch it. I'm pretty sure. Let's do that. YouTube, yeah. Let's do that. Let's figure. Yeah. Let's let's. Yeah, uh, we can screen be... share and uh, just. Uh, uh, there's yeah. there's actually there's websites you can use other than Skype where you yeah. can like watch do a watch party. 
Okay, well, let's do that. Let's yeah. the next episode we'll do we'll do a watch through of John Mayer has a TV show, yeah. and then may, and then maybe after that we'll do something fun again and and jump we'll back basically into maybe, uh, anytime we pause yeah. it for anything we'll just do be like okay here we're at time code this and that so yeah 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 we'll let you know along. yeah for sure yeah yeah all right very very cool so let's do that for our next episode and then um, we will that's gonna be a lot of fun I'm excited yeah, I haven't watched yeah. that in years man. dude it's been a while for me so, too I, I like to keep good. it fresh because it's only one episode so yeah that's gonna be super fun yeah. I always man I was always like man are they ever gonna make more episodes of this and <laughs> he would man, never do it never now do. yeah of course not. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway. Okay. Well, man, that was fun, Jeff. I enjoyed um, hearing your top tens. Like I said, uh, thank you for for, uh, listeners for writing in and continuing to support the show. And um, we're actually um, we're playing around with something uh, to to give you a little incentive to support the show um, via reviews and stuff. So we'll we'll be sharing that on the socials and um, a in the next show probably as well about uh, something we might be doing some kind of giveaways and stuff. So look forward to that. Jeff yes. had fun, man. It was as Same always it's, it's super fun. Um, thank it's you out there pleasure. guys. And we will uh, talk to you soon. Have a great, uh, have a great rest of y'all's day. We hope you enjoy it. Mm-hmm.